individual. I'll read the verse again that I read on last Sunday, and we'll look at other scriptures as well. Thank God again for our deacons. We're also a minister. God bless you, Reverend Stevenson. We're happy to see you as well. Hebrews chapter 11 has only one verse in it that speaks of Noah. But this one verse summarizes in great detail the life of this man. When you can take a person's life and just capsule, if you had to just sum it up, here's what the Hebrew writer says about Noah. Hebrews 11 verse 7 says, By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. You may be seated. Last week, the intention of the message was to demonstrate that everything that Noah did was done by faith. By faith, Noah was warned of God, of things not seen as yet. Noah, the only person in the Holy Scriptures that we can look back over his life and see how remarkable this man was and the challenges that he faced. The Bible says in the book of Genesis that the earth had grown and multiplied and there were people just all over the world. But the world was wicked. The world had become so wicked that God said, I can't take anymore. And when I think about that, I can't imagine what that must have been like. When I look at the world today, and you do, you have to ask, can it be worse than this? But whatever it was, and the Bible doesn't really, in the book of Genesis, give us all of the details. We see Paul and other writers telling us about the world in the days of old. We see other references to the scriptures that that tell us how the world was. But it's not all recorded in one single place. And yet in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says, when he describes the end of the age, there is going to be an end to this world. 
And he said it's going to be just like it was in the days of Noah. All right, all right. In other words, the, whatever this was that was going on in Noah's day, Jesus said it's going to happen again. Just like it was in the days of Noah. And then how does Jesus describe that? Well, people were marrying and giving and marrying. They were just going about their business up until the day that Noah and his family stepped into the ark. That's a description of a people who just are blinded, are blindsided. It's as though the world just doesn't believe God. They don't believe what the word says. But the Bible says that Noah by faith being warned of God of things not seen as yet. God told Noah about something that had never happened. Never heard of. But Noah believed him. He believed him. And for 120 years, he preached and tried to get others to believe. And to his credit, he preached. He was called a preacher of righteousness. But in the end, only Noah and those in his household were saved. Out of the whole world. So, Again, there's more that can be said, but I want to put that under the category of Noah's faith. We could talk a lot more about it, but let's just put it there and say that was focusing on Noah's faith. Today I want to focus on Noah as a father. Noah as a father, I don't know if you've ever looked at it this way. The Bible tells us about a lot of people. And everything about these individuals is not recorded. We don't have everything about everybody in the Bible. In fact, the Bible says we don't even have everything that Jesus did in the Bible. John said if if we wrote down everything that he did, the world couldn't contain it. Yes. All right. So we don't have a detailed account of every individual's life and every individual's accomplishments. But I noticed that out of all the people in the Bible, Noah is the only person of record whose entire family was saved. And I never thought about it that way. Now there may have been others. But of record, Noah had the distinction as a husband and father of seeing his entire family saved. So we talked about his faith. Let's talk about Noah as a father. Noah as a father. Where do we begin? 
Well, when you think about the situation that Noah faced, he lived in a corrupt and a dying world. The Bible tells us that Noah was 500 years old when he begat his three sons. 500 years old. We only know of three children that he had. Three sons. Ham, uh, Shem, and Japheth. Now again, we don't have everything recorded. There may be some other things, but whatever they were, the Holy Spirit didn't deem them essential or he would have included them in the scripture. But Noah had three sons. And he preached for 120 years trying to get the world to recognize that they were headed for destruction. But Nobody believed it. And when I say nobody, here's the disclaimer. The only people that believed him was his family. And I started to cry when I thought about that. So long, so often in life, we spend all of our time in ministry. I'm talking about preachers, pastors, and not only preachers and pastors, but others. preaching and teaching and evangelizing. And then those in our own household get overlooked. But Noah, whatever it is or whatever you can say about him, his wife and his sons believed him. He didn't go into the ark by himself. The Bible describes Noah, and I'm just giving you overview because his his story is told in Genesis. Peter speaks about him. Jesus speaks about him. John speaks about him. First Chronicles speaks about him in different segments. But what we notice is that in spite of the fact that no one else believed him, his family believed him. That means that Noah must have lived in such a way Mm. that his words were not contradictory. I would hope that you and myself included, would have such a distinction. I would hope, I would hope that I have not spent almost 50 years preaching and my family (laughs) not even saying. He preached for 120 years 
and there were no converts. Only Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. If you don't make a difference anywhere then, if we don't, we ought to make a difference at home. Noah had credibility at home. Yes. And that, when I thought about that, God showed me that. I just fell on my knees and asked him, Lord, help me if I don't win anybody. Yes. If nobody believes the messages that I'm preaching, yes. let me have at least, Lord, the pleasure of seeing my family saved. Yes. That must mean then that Noah told his family about God. Yes. We don't have it recorded, but evidently he did. Because the conversation that God had with Noah, he only had it with Noah. Yes. God didn't broadcast on the internet, I'm going to destroy the world. He told one man. One man. <coughs> Noah. Out of all the people in the world that were living at that time, God looked and he saw this one man, Noah. And he, the Bible says, Noah found grace. Now let me once again acknowledge grace is unmerited favor. The Bible does not teach us that Noah deserved to be saved. I'm not lifting up Noah as a person who deserved to be saved. He didn't earn salvation. He found grace. What is grace? Unmerited favor. God showed him grace. But God God said that Noah was a just man. He was a man who tried to do what was right. Even in a world that was bent on doing what's wrong. To you who are fathers, and I would even say mothers, parents in general, we have a responsibility to teach our children the ways of God. No matter what the world is teaching them. I'm so thankful to God that my school days are over. I mean, you never stop learning. We never stop learning. But I think about the school that my grandchildren don't have to attend. 
school that's going to tell them that men can marry men. School that's going to tell them you can be whatever gender you want to be. Those things are being taught in the schools and they're rewriting the textbooks. Now I'm not saying that that's the only sin in the world. There are a lot of sins. But can you imagine what it's like being a child in today's school system? People bringing guns to school. I mean, they did some things in our day, too. They did. But Noah, as a father, even though he lived in a crooked and perverted world, he made a difference in the life of his children. Yes. I want to urge you who are parents, don't go with the flow. Train your children. Teach them the ways of God. Even if you are the only one doing it. This seemingly the way it was with Noah. The world was corrupt. So much so God. And again, the, the writer uses what the theologians call anthropomorphic terms. God is not a man. He's not human. But we are human. And the only way we can relate to God is through our human understanding. So the writer of Genesis used human terminology to help us to understand God. But God is not human. So when it says it repented the Lord, it doesn't mean what it means with us. It means to the best way that I can explain it, the writer was saying. It grieved God to his heart. He said, well, then God, God knew everything. He knows everything. But mankind had become so corrupt, so out of whack. God said, I'm going to destroy the whole world. This is history. It's history that in the Holy Scriptures. Now you may read in these textbooks and in these secular books, they'll try to make you believe there was no flood. All right. These secular books will tell you that's crazy. They probably told Noah that. It's not going to rain. But Noah, by faith, which we already covered, believed God. And he taught his children what God see. And so, in the rest of Genesis chapters 5 through about chapter 9, Noah taught these things to his family. Again, this is just a summary. I'm not trying to get into great detail but I just thought it was interesting that Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives were preserved in the ark. 
nor found grace. He was a just man. He was a man who tried to do what's right. Let that be said of you and me. Regardless of what the world is doing, let us stand for what is right. That's not a lot that I said about Noah as a man of faith and Noah as a father. I didn't really want to go to chapter 9 so quickly, but I realized that you can read. And so I'm not going to try to cover every nuance of his life from the poor pit. I'm going to leave it to you to read it. Read Genesis chapter 5, 6, 7, 8. But I want to conclude. We saw Noah as a man of faith. Mention him as a father. And you can have to sort of put it together by the mere fact that his family was saved. But now I want us to look at a sad moment. I want to look at Noah when he failed. His faith warned of God, prepared an ark, saving of his household. It's so plain. He's, his works, his efforts saved his whole family. But then in chapter 9, something happened. Chapter 9 of Genesis, beginning with verse 1. Uh, let's see where we're going to start. Verse 18. And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem and Ham and Japheth. And Ham is the father of Canaan. So this is after the flood. After they came out of the ark, Noah, his three sons, these are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. I kind of have to chuckle a little bit. Do you know what that means? These your folk. That's what it means. These are your folk <laughs> and my folk. So whatever we're going to read about now, about Noah and his sons, you're talking about your folk. <laughs> because from these three men, the whole world was repopulated. For all of us are related. 
some kind of way to these three folk. And here's what it says. And Noah, verse 10, no, that's verse 20, began to be a husbandman and planted a vineyard. The word husbandman means a farmer. Noah was a farmer after the flood. And he drank of the wine and was drunken and was uncovered within his tent. I have to give it to the Bible. The Bible gonna tell you like it is. The Bible said Noah was a just man. God said that. God cannot lie. God said that he was a man that found favor in his sight. But the same Bible said that he drank of the wine and was drunken. Now let's do our damage control right quick. No, it's not condemned for drinking wine. Jesus drank wine. He turned water into wine at the wedding in Cana of Galilee. That's the first miracle he performed. The first. Well, he turned water into wine. So let's get it straight. Drinking wine is not a sin. He's not condemned for drinking wine. The Bible says he drank and was drunken and was uncovered within his tent. Now they use the word tent because these early patriarchs, they didn't view the earth as their home. They lived in tents. Even though he lived many hundreds of years, but so that you and I can understand it, he was drunk and naked in his house. He wasn't in the street. Mm-hmm. It didn't make you feel this better. You feel this better? Yes, he was at home. Yes, he was at home. Yes. But he was drunk. drunk. Amen. From wine. Yes. Paul says, well, I'll, I'll leave that. He told Timothy to drink a little wine for your stomach's sake. You know, wine has its values. But not when you overindulge. So he was drunk and laying in his house on the floor naked. That's what the Bible says. You know how your folk are. <laughs> That's what it says. And Ham... The father of Canaan, that's Noah's son, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers without. I want you to follow me now. We talk about Noah's faith. We talk about him as a father. And now I want you to see how Noah responded when he failed. Ham, Noah's son, saw his father 
naked in his own house. And what did Ham do? He went outside. brought him what it says what was on Ham's mind I want y'all to discuss that among yourselves this week why did Ham do that was he I don't know if he's embarrassed he went and got his brothers Out of his father. And what's interesting about this, the reason the Lord has shown us this message, is that Noah was the only reason Ham was alive. If it had not been for Noah and his faith, Noah was six. Years old at this time, at least. Okay. And his son Ham comes into his house and sees him there naked. And rather than protect him or cover him, he decided, I'm going to go and get my brothers and show them. This man did all this preaching. All right, all right. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yes, sir. His own son. Yes, sir. But the Bible says that Shem and Japheth, the other brothers, took a garment, laid it on both of their shoulders, and went backwards. They didn't even walk in on his father. Hallelujah. Yeah. They didn't even look. They walked backwards and covered their father. And they didn't see his nakedness. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of folks. I'm trying to bring this message into some contemporary scenes so you can see it. And you don't have to raise your hand. But I'm sure somewhere in your lifetime you've seen or heard something that your parents have done that was despicable. Don't raise your hand. I'm not going to raise my hand. Ham Show disrespect yes, sir. Yes. for his father. Yes, sir. Ham could have handled that differently. Amen. Amen. But know what he did? He went and got his brothers and thinking that they're they going to join in with him Amen. in ridiculing his father. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The Bible says, honor. Not 
your father and mother. That your days will be long on the earth. With the Lord that God giveth thee. Noah had preached. Noah had lived a godly life. We have no record of any gross sin in his life. And here he is at home, drunk. I'm not going to engage in speculation. I could. I could say, man, being in that ark for all of time, come back the whole world dead, man, need a drink. Amen. <laughs> I mean, I could say that, right? Amen. But I'm not. But Noah was drunk. Everybody he knew, everybody he'd grown up with, all the people that he had seen in the world, they were dead. When he came out of that ark, it was just him, his three sons, and their wives. And that was it. His son, Ham, found him. But here's what I want you to understand. The Bible says in verse 24, And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. Look at what the verse says. He awoke, which means he was, he was hit, passed out. He was stoned. He was just gone. But when he woke up, he knew what his son had done. That's a lot in that verse. He knew them collectively. He didn't ask anybody anything. He said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants, shall he be unto his brethren. He said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. Read these verses carefully when you get home. No one didn't ask him about anything, Deacon. He already knew. He knew his children. He praised God for Shem and for Japheth. And the Bible says in verse 28, and Noah lived after the flood 350 years. And all the days of Noah were 950 years and he died. So in 950 years, there's only one incident that's recorded in his life. Amen. But what I want you to notice about 
Noah. It's how he responded when he failed. The first thing that he did is he pointed out the one who had done it wrong. We said, well, Noah shouldn't have been drunk. He shouldn't have been drunk. But he was at home. He shouldn't have been naked. It was despicable. But he was at home alone. His son, if he truly loved him, truly respected him, would have tried to make it right. He wouldn't have embarrassed his father that way. What about you? What do you do when someone falls? Amen. What do you do when someone trips up? Yes, yes. Do you ridicule them? Do you mock them? Do you go and call a crowd to come and look? That's what Ham did. But Noah praised God for his son Shem and Jacob. He praised God for them. Ham was wrong. Ham showed no gratitude, no mercy, no grace for his father. But Shem and Japheth did. The message today then shows us how we should respond when we fall and also when others whom we know and love follow. We see in Ham what we shouldn't do. We shouldn't mock them. We shouldn't ridicule them. We shouldn't rally up a crowd to come and look. We shouldn't do that. We should do like Shem and Japheth. We should try to restore their dignity. We should recognize that they're human. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, no, it's Psalm, Psalm 37. Psalm 37. And this will be a good way to close this message today. Psalm 37. Psalm 37, begin with verse 23. Psalm 37, verse 23. Says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighted in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholded him with his hand. Noah was a good man. His steps were ordered by the Lord. And the Lord delights in him. The Lord delighted in Noah in that he said he was a perfect man in his generation. Meaning that of all the people on earth at that time, 
life at that time. When you looked at the people around him at that time, when you looked at the way he was raising his family at that time, he said, Noah was a just man. Of all the people in the world, God spared him. And for his son, Ham, to come back now and not show any gratitude and grace to his own father was despicable. The Bible says, brothers and sisters, if a man or a woman be overtaken in the fall, you who are spiritual, Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. In other words, when you see a brother or sister who has fallen, you do all you can to restore them, keeping yourself in mind. Because the same thing that happened to him or her could happen to you. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down. We don't have all the details, but it's clear from the way the writer wrote that in Genesis chapter 9 that Noah was embarrassed. Noah recognized that what he did left a bad impression on his children. We don't have all the details, but we know that he lived another 350 years and nothing negative is said about him. It makes me believe that even when we fall, we should have the grace and the dignity to acknowledge our wrongs. That's what David did. Yes, yes. That's why God said, David was a man after my own heart. You say, how in the world did he be a man after God's own heart? Look at what he did. Look at how he acted. Noah got drunk. Yeah, he did get drunk. Some of you have been drunk. <laughs> Noah responded appropriately. By faith, being warned of God, he prepared an ark. As a father, he raised his family. He taught them the word of God. And when the time came for the destruction of the world, only he and his family were saved. And then we see him when he fell. But after he woke up and realized what he'd done, we don't have the record, but we can conclude that he pointed out to his son. There's some things you just don't say or you just don't do All right. to your parents. All right. No matter how you may feel. There's some things you just don't say. Love doesn't do that. Love keeps no record of wrong. Love does not Envy, love does not wish anyone harm. So when he failed, we have to conclude that he made peace with God. And we don't have any record of him ever doing that again. 
the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delights in his way, though he fall. Not if he fall, though he fall. In other words, we're going to fall. Noah was a just man. He was a righteous man. He was a God-fearing man. But he still was a man. He made a mistake. Amen. Amen. We make mistakes. Yes, sir. 